Hurts lost it for Smith. It's a touchdown. Devontae Smith. Welcome into the Saturday Air Raid, part of the NFL Lab Network. I'm your host, John, and as always, my good friend, it's Brad Bolt. How are you today, my good friend? Excellent. Ready for some more preseason football? Let's get this going. Going to power through it. So a little peek behind the curtain. We're just going to keep the camera rolling. We have not stopped. Um, you can catch that episode yesterday if you'd like to know our divisional breakdown of the NFC East and the AFC East. But today we are going to be talking preseason week one that's right we are absolute sickos and brad i don't think i disappointed you i pretty much watched every single game i will tell you though however i didn't there's parts of giants lions i didn't catch there's parts of uh bills Colts second half i didn't catch and i didn't catch too much of the 49ers and the raiders is that okay that's perfectly fine. I missed a bunch of games on the Saturday because uh, when we when we they were coming on because on Saturdays I have uh, I take my daughter to swimming lessons and I was out of the house for about two and a half three hours so I missed a bunch of games from there. So but surely you watched right. the show. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I was in the swimming pool the entire oh, okay. time. So. <laughs> okay, this is a bit is, hard. That is fair enough. But I will say, but every other game I did watch pretty much from start to finish. Um, so we're gonna just sort of like rapid fire this episode this week we're gonna go through uh each game and just sort of talk about like any players that stood out to us any players that are really good games any players who we think might be worth picking up off of waivers uh ahead of preseason week two as well let's kick it off do you have any initial thoughts did you you watch the texans patriots game i think there was kind of a lot to break down in that game personally um especially on the uh, patriot side of things but did you have any initial thoughts from like either cj stroud or tank dell in that game my, my thoughts were uh that i really liked what minitron tank dell yes um but the thing that we saw so just looking at some of the stats here tank dell when running with cj stroud played 11 snaps he ran seven routes but he only had one target so most of his targets came with davis mills from there, yeah. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't read too much into that because I think that as the season goes on, you'll see that CJ Stroud tank deal. And as you as we've mentioned previously, the fact that he was pretty much asked for by yeah. CJ Stroud, so he's he's a guy who you know I, I'm expecting big things from. The other one too from that that I would be expecting to see how he goes for the entire season would be Dalton Schultz. Yeah. He, he was only there for nine snaps with CJ Stroud, six yeah. routes run, didn't have a target, but I think yeah. you'll see he will just become CJ Stroud's safety blanket. I actually don't, just while we're talking about, uh, if we move to the quarterbacks, I actually don't mind this quarterback room in general. CJ Stroud, Davis Mills, and Case Keenum, I think there's like a lot of, uh, I think there's depth there for one. I think Case Keenum might even be at this like current point, like one of the better sort of more experienced quarterbacks to be rolling out there. 9 of 14 for 79 yards and a touchdown. Did anything that CJ Stroud do, like, throw you off him? Did it turn you off him in any way? No, I just think that first pick that he threw was just, yeah, I think it was more of a, I guess, welcome to the NFL type of moment. It was just yeah. stared down the receiver, something that sometimes you can get away with if you're, play, if you're Ohio State and you're, say, maybe playing Appalachian State sort of thing. That's like a you might be able to get away with that sometimes, but against NFL quality players, you're not going to see that. But I think that was really good to sort of go, okay, that's what he did. You know, you know, he's learned from it. It's pretty much my my takeaway from that. So you might see some of that rookie pains early on, but I don't think it's going to be too much of a worry. I'm uh, just doing forward. a insanely quick Google search of Bill Belichick record against rookie QBs because I think we know that it is pretty impressive i'm looking at 21 and 6 at the moment but this is as of 2021 so he obviously played rookies last season as well he 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 destroys them yeah i don't care that it's preseason bill belichick is so good against rookie quarterbacks yeah so I, I'm, not, I'm not taking too much away from from what i saw the the only thing i would actually take away from the uh new england side actually is yeah. that Ty, taekwon, i think taekwon thornton will actually not be as big a part of the oh really okay yeah so um, because we saw him? Well, we saw him, but Juju, 
Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne all took the night off, so they didn't play. Sure. And then the rookies who actually started as the receivers yeah. were Kayshawn Booty and uh, Demario Douglas were the two starters. Yeah, can I? I just want to push back on that a little bit, just because Kendrick Bourne is old. Like, let's be real. He, I think he's like 28, 29. Same with Juju Smith Schuster is getting up there, and Devonta Parker as well. He's he's vet. like they're they're vets. So I just happen to wonder if the reason we didn't see them is for that reason. It's preseason week one. They're vets. Tracon Thornton. He was also injured last season. I wouldn't be surprised, and that was his rookie year. If they wanted to like just push him out a little bit more, see how he goes. So my, my only thought with that is, so they yeah. started started Booty and Douglas with their two receivers, and Tyquan only played a couple snaps with the starters when they played in 11 personnel, and Demario Douglas only yeah. played two snaps, and they just they rested him. So he's getting a lot of hype in the preseason. He had so, one special teams catch. That was it. Yeah, so I, I actually think that he, he potentially, so like we said, Juju, Devontae, Kendrick Bourne look like to be their first couple guys, and then I think it'll be... I actually think that it's going to be Booty and Douglas are going to be the next couple guys off the off the pecking order there. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see Tyquan Thornton has slipped down a fair bit. That's interesting because I kind of think one of those guys, Demario Douglas or Keishon Booty, is not making the team. So we'll see. I'd be very surprised if they both. But we'll see. Uh, unimpressive. So how many do you have, do you have there? How many snaps Mike Gasecki played at all? Uh, let me just see. So. And just while you're looking at I just want to spare a moment for Malik Cunningham. I talked about this in another pod as well, but uh, I was devastated last week. Through the week, I had heard the news that Malik Cunningham was playing snaps at wide receiver. Uh, ex- I had a lot of high hopes because I really believed that Bill Belichick had brought him in to be this sort of like, finally, Bill Belichick has a dual threat quarterback who's been crushing him for year after year. And then they kicked him out to wide receiver. I was devastated. And I think that at some point in the third quarter, they saw enough of Trace McSorley and went, uh, Bill went to Bob. Uh, Bob, can you please get Trace McSorley out of the game? Get Malik Cunningham in. Let's see what he can do. And he lit it up. Yeah, I, I would like to see. I'd like to start the discourse now that Malik Cunningham is actually the QB one for the Patriots. Yes. Let's do that. Yes. Um, you heard it here Ma- first. Saturday, <laughs> QB one. Uh, Mike Gasicki had the night off. He didn't play Ooh. at all. Okay. I thought so. Fair enough. All right. That is a little bit of the uh, Texans Patriots. So a few, few good options there. Moving just now to uh, Minnesota and Seattle. I obviously being a Seahawks fan watched all of this game. I was very impressed with what I saw from the Seahawks side of things. I thought Jackson Smith and Jibba looked really good. I was sad that we didn't see any uh, Geno Smith at this time, but I thought Drew Locke outside of that pick and that pick was bad. Mm. Outside of that pick though, he was I thought he was very good. 17 and 24, 191 and two touchdowns. Uh, he did have a fumble that he recovered. We saw a little bit of Zach Charbonnet, which was kind of cool to see. Um, other noticeable plays that we saw was, uh, we saw Matt Landers. I can't see him. Oh, there he is on my list. Yeah. A one catch 30 yard bomb from, um, from Ailers, Holton Ailers. Uh, any thoughts on the Seattle side of things there for you? Just, I know, obviously, there was no DK, there was no Tyler Lockett, but just looking at the wide receivers who played with the first team after that. So, Kate Johnson played 13 snaps, ran eight routes, had one target, one carry. And Jackson Smith, to and then he went to hospital, unfortunately. Uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba was 12 snaps, eight routes, run four targets. Yeah. And the one that was probably the most surprising out of all of it for just the number of routes that were run was uh, Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo, yeah, buddy. So he had 13 <laughs> snaps, 13 snaps for eight routes run. So he didn't have a target or a carry in that. But I think, you know, you might just see the, this wide receiver room. It's We know who the guys are going to be, but I would, I think, it seems like the Jake Jake Bobo hive is, uh, is quite <laughs> happy with how he's going so far. So I think you might see him... He might be like one of those guys that I'd be happy to sort of stash on a taxi squad just to see what happens during the season. Yeah, can I give you the guy that you actually want to stash? And I understand why you're saying that, but I'm I'm quite plugged in with with Seahawks and Seahawks Twitter. Matt Landers had a very good practice the last couple of days. Apparently, he's caught something like three or four touchdowns. So that's my stash. But Jake Bobo, he is the uh, life and soul of the team at the moment. He's kind of like the when Luke Wilson was like the hype guy that they brought back just to like hype the team up, they brought back Marshall and Lynch just to get the team psyched again. Uh, who was the guy on defense as well? It slipped my mind at the moment, but um, yeah, no, I'm definitely into that. 
Uh, looking at the Minnesota side of things as well, so we mostly saw pretty much Nick Mullins and um, is it uh, Jaden Hall, Jaron Hall, sorry? Jaron Hall, yeah. Yeah. Um, my surprise was Ty Chandler. After all we'd heard in training camp that he wasn't playing too well, 11 carries, 41 yards, and four catches for 29 yards. He was kind of like a feature guy in this. Yeah, so with the starters, 22 snaps, uh, eight routes run, three targets, and nine carries. So getting getting some play with the starters. But the guy who I actually was most surprised with with his run with the starters was Jalen Rager. Right, yeah. So Jalen Rager played 29 snaps, which was the most of the starters. He played all 29 with Nick Mullins. Yeah, I think they like Jalen Rager. Then. Yeah, so yeah. ran 15 routes, only had the two targets. Um, Jordan Addison played 27, had 13 routes run and three targets. But I actually think that Jalen Rager might end up, because it does seem like that Kevin O'Connell likes him. So I oh, wouldn't well, he's be surprised. The yeah. He's definitely going to make the 53. Uh, last year, he played a lot as the punt returner type of thing. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him as that fourth wide receiver. So yeah. <laughs> Behind like your KJ Osborne, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they they're gonna have those. The Addison, JJ, and Osborne are gonna be the uh, the three guys. But Jalen Rager does appear to be the guy who could be next in line. So once again, I'm not saying go out and pick him up on your fantasy rosters, but he wouldn't be to me. He's a guy who's maybe worth monitoring to see how much he starts playing once the season actually gets going. And that uh, that Jordan Addison. Uh, catch was insane. Yeah. Just quickly on the Vikings as well. Kevin O'Connell is 0-4 in his uh, preseason starts. So very difficult to read too much into that. Uh, give Take it what, what you will. We, we might not ever see anything out of the uh, Minnesota Vikings preseason, but there was a few things to get excited about. Um, let's move to the next day real quick. So Green Bay with Cincinnati, I don't think there's too much, like honestly on Cincinnati side, I think there's almost nothing to take away from them because they just, they don't play any of their starters. We don't even really see anything close. Maybe you could say like uh, Chase Brown was probably something worth watching or even Chris Evans on the run game. But for the most part, these receivers, I just didn't see too much unless you like Charlie Jones. I don't know. No, I think it was to me, it was Andre Yoshivas, who was a guy I spoke about last week. Uh, 12 snaps, eight routes, run four targets. Like, I think he is firming to be that Tyler Boyd replacement. So he's a guy who, in my rookie drafts that I've done, I've tried to get Andre Yoshivas and put him on my uh, taxi squads. Yeah, and on the Green Bay side of things, I was actually pretty uh, impressed with Sean Clifford. I had said, even on last last week's Hot Takes show, I had said, can these, um, can these backup quarterbacks please take a step forward and 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 insert themselves into this league. And Sean Clifford was one of them. 20 of 26 for 208 and one with two interceptions. Not bad. No, not bad. Um, the thing that I took away from it is obviously clearly Luke Musgrave is the tight end one there. But the, the, there's only two guys who played every snap with Jordan Love and the starters. So Jordan Love played 12 snaps. The only two guys who played were... Luke Musgrave and Romeo Dubs. So I've actually been saying off air with Dan a fair bit. Yeah. That Romeo Dubs is actually the receiver you want this year who's got the connection with Jordan Love. Yeah. We saw it actually we actually saw it last year in the preseason when Jordan Love was playing. The guy he targeted most was Romeo Dubs, and then Dubs got off to the bad start. Christian Watson had that great season that came through. But to me, if you're looking for Jordan Love's number one target, I think it's actually Romeo Dubs ahead of Christian Watson. And Christian Watson was the is going to be the big play guy who might actually take a step back this whoa, year. Whoa, whoa, hang on a second. So you're saying you would rather have Romeo Dubs than Christian Watson? Yes, that's huge. I did not see that coming. Because I, 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 I see, I I like Christian Watson. I think he's going to be a yeah. good player, but a lot of his scoring and everything last year was so touchdown dependent. Yeah, and he had that connection with what Rogers liked to do. Romeo Dubs got off on the wrong foot with Aaron Rodgers, and as we've seen with. Rogers, if you get on his bad side, well, then you're, you're you're almost dust sort of thing. And Dubs started to get work back in towards the end of the season. But Romeo Dubs, the last two years, has had a good connection with Jordan Love. So I think he's become Love's number one target. All so right. I, I, for me, I, I actually have been trying to get Romeo Dubs in as many leagues as possible. Wow. Okay. Because I'm... I'm looking at him as maybe like just a repeat of what we saw last year where he was like the preseason hype darling. It was like, no, you don't want Christian Watson. Who you want is Romeo Dobbs. And I kind of think that might be happening again. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you had to say about that. I just, I just think that his connection with Jordan Love and I mean, in this, it was 
12 snaps, 10 routes run, two targets, but it was it was one of those things that we saw it more like as well last year. They formed a really good connection last year in the preseason. Mm. Jordan Love didn't have as great a connection with Christian Watson last year. Watson formed that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I feel like that it's carried over because by the time the season was playing out last year, you know, they had Lazard, Randall Cobb, etc. Romeo Dubs from some of the Packers friends that I've been seeing things was saying that and from what they were saying, now I could be wrong, but this is just what I remember hearing from them, that Dubs was playing more with a second string team. So mm. Jordan Love was throwing more to Romeo Dubs yeah, than practice last year. Yeah. So to me, I just think that's carrying over. So I'm going more Romeo Dubs as the wide receiver you want from the Green Bay Packers this year. And he's a lot cheaper ADP-wise than what Christian Watson is. Yeah, and any quick thoughts on Jaden Reed's second-round pick as well? I didn't see... Too much of him outside. Yeah, two catches, 20 yards. Yeah, no, I... Are you into him at all? Anything about him? I'm not sure. I think I need to see a little bit more of him first before I can see. And that's where this week is just going to be interesting to see how he plays this and see how much he, you know, plays with the starters or just gets a bit of a run this week. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not sold on him yet, but who knows? Uh, now, my only from what I did see of the Giants and Lions game, my only real takeaway was, man, holy shit, Jameer Gibbs looks pretty good. Six carries, 19 yards, and one catch for 18 yards. But the way he was running was impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been a big fan of Gibbs. I think when we did our stream and we were watching it live, it was just a shock to see him go so early. But yeah. Jameer Gibbs, to me, I like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan. So he played 18 snaps for the starters, six routes run, one target and six carries. And to me, the the two main guys I noticed from this were him and Sam Laporta. Yeah. Like I think Sam Laporta could be another guy who yeah. looks good. He yeah. looks really good. Uh just low key as well on the lines. My uh one of the mates I was talking to on another pod was saying Antoine Green, watch out for him this weekend. There we're look we're seeing that uh Jameson Williams might have tweaked a muscle. So we might see more Anton Green. Three catches for 36 yards last week. Uh, might be worth a quick look. Anything else in this game? Anything on the Giants side? Only thing I'll say on the Giants is if you've got roster spots, look for Daniel Bellinger to pick him up as yep. the cover for Darren Waller. Yep. He had, Bellinger had a pretty decent year last year until he got injured and missed a few games, but Bellinger looks like a guy who could slip into that role if Darren Waller, you know, does miss some time, which it seems like, you know, based off the last couple of years, you're sort of baking that into, that's probably what's baked into his ADP, yeah. Darren Waller's missing time. But yeah, Daniel Bellinger for me is a guy who I wouldn't mind as almost entirely. like a tight end handcuff. Yeah, entirely possible. Now, moving to the Falcons who went to the Dolphins, this game was absolute bullshit because I was all <laughs> over the uh, over for this game. And the Dolphins led three drives that all went into the red zone, into the like the ten yard line, and they all they came away with zero points. So that was frustrating. But Mike White, for the most part, did look good outside of that nasty red zone pick that he had. You know who looked really good though was Devon A. Chain. Man, he looked yeah. explosive. He was running all over the Falcons. Seven carries, fifty-seven yards for Miles Gaskin. Two catches, twenty yards for Devon A. Chain though. 10 carries, 25 yards, four catches, 41 yards was not bad. Yeah, I think too, um, just another guy that probably, I I don't know once the season actually starts, how much he's actually going to do is probably Cedric Wilson Jr. Just as that third, that third receiver in that offense. But they're, they're such a, they're, they're almost like, there's a couple of these teams almost like Cincinnati. It's really hard to really, outside of Devon A-Chain, like Miles Gaskin got a fair run with the the starters. Like Miles Gaskin's probably not going to have much of a role in the season unless there's a few injuries. So yeah, uh, Cedric Wilson's actually one of my low key sleeper guys that I really like, mainly because they did pay him. They didn't pay him a lot of money, but they paid him like a noticeable amount to bring him across. And last year he didn't really do too much. So I kind of think they want to get the most out of him that they can. Yeah. Season. Now, quickly on the Falcons side, there's nothing to really report because they didn't start any first string or second string from what I can see here mm. at all, unless you consider maybe Scotty Miller, is it, is on the team? Yeah, yeah. nothing out. No. There's nothing in there. We could breeze past them, I think. 
Uh, let's go to the uh, blockbuster uh, NFL sort of like dress rehearsal game in the Pittsburgh Steelers who were playing in Tampa Bay. We did see a fair bit of Baker Mayfield, who didn't look too bad, just the 63 passing yards, but he did have that sweet touchdown. Uh, Kyle Trask did. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like Kyle Trask, let's be honest. Mm, there's not much else you can say. No, there's not much. Uh, I, I think that's Baker's job that he's going to get there. The running backs, Chase Edmonds, looked pretty good. Sean Tucker looked good as well. He had a touchdown that was called back on a holding call, which was kind of a bit of bullshit because on, on the other side of the field. But... Um, I, I did like what I saw from Sean Tucker. The uh, receivers for Tampa Bay, David Moore, ex-Seahawk, he looked pretty good as well. Trey Palmer, who they brought in as well, uh, had a pretty good game. Anything on the Bucks side for you? No, it was probably, I think you pretty much covered it. Trey Palmer, yeah. I really liked the look of. Um, Kate Otten was like nothing outstanding, but, you know, he he ran with that first team. So it seems like that tight end spot's really his, yeah. for, the, his for the taking. Um, yeah. The only real problem is the fact that, well, the sad thing is the fact that uh, today actually Russell Gage has gone down yeah. with an injury. That's so cool. that's a bummer. But that's where you might see a guy like Trey Palmer get that bit more playing time. Or David Moore. Forward. Yeah. Or David Moore. Uh, George Pickens on the Pittsburgh side of things. He had a really impressive uh, touchdown catch, as always. Has he ever done anything different? Um, which was funny because with that opening drive with Kenny Pickett and company, it was mostly Deontay Johnson who was taking that drive. Uh, and he was looking impressive, three catches, 32 yards, and then George Pickens just comes in, sneaks in, <laughs> grabs the yeah. touchdown at the end of it. Uh, Calvin Austin, though, was a bit of a feature with the uh, second and third team with the uh, two catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Maybe he's like a, like a late pickup. Um, just on the quarterback side of things, Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett were kind of the guys. Mitchell Trubisky didn't see too much of him. No, I didn't see too much of this game, but the one thing just from looking at the stats that stood out was the fact that of the 10 snaps that Kenny Pickett played, Jalen Warren actually was out there for six of them. So yes. I know that Pittsburgh is generally a one running back type of team, but yeah. maybe Jalen Warren sort of changes that a, get a bit this year. They might lean on that, yeah. maybe not as much workload for Najee this year. So I also thought that Alan Robinson, I mean... In the, with the starters, it was nine snaps, seven routes run, no targets, no carries. But you know, he's just another. He's just another name. He's a pro who's been there, who has had a bit of a down year uh, last couple of years. But it'll just be interesting to see what he does. And and because he's had the down year the last couple of years, he's pretty much free in every draft and everything. Yeah. So I think know, he makes a nice veteran presence there. Yeah, so he might be a guy that wouldn't be no harm in looking at to see what he does come season time, especially late round pick or picking him up off waivers. Yeah. Now moving to a uh, football team at Cleveland, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, man, he looks very, very good. He was good in the Hall of Fame game. Nine of 10 for 102 and a touchdown here. Uh, three carries for 11 yards as well. He he is a must pick up at this point. He's playing some really good football. Kellen Mond, he had a nice touchdown drive as well, but outside of that drive, uh, didn't see too much from him. Uh, David Bell played well, three catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. We didn't see too We haven't really seen anything we wanted to see from the run game in Cleveland at this stage. Same with the receivers outside of like Elijah Moore, who had the uh, end around 18 yards and a uh, catch for six yards. Cedric Tillman's kind of popped as well. But again, I want to know how much of this is just DTR, who has just been... Uh, carving up some the Redskins' defense was not too bad to watch. Yeah, DTR's just, he's like we were saying last week, it's a bit of a pity he's actually on Cleveland because if yeah, he was on a different team, I would have loved to have seen him have a chance to compete. My my guy on the Browns, who I think everyone should be picking up if he is available, is my crush that I had on that 2020 draft, and that's Donovan Peoples-Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, DPJ has been he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, didn't. Didn't do too much in terms of when he was right out running with the starters, but he's a guy who I think really complements Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore when they play that that sort yeah. of set. So, um, and then from the commander side, I think yeah. the biggest sleeper in the sense of that it doesn't feel like a lot of people are talking about him because he's playing for Washington. Jahan yeah. Dotson, man, he is oh, man. so good. Everyone saw that touchdown catch. That was insane. He's he's so good. Like probably the most impressive catch of the weekend. We've just talked about George Pickens as well. Yeah, and I think like Dotson, I it's I like it too because Terry McLaurin's finally got a really good running mate to go with him. 
And like, yeah. I, I want to see how they actually do this year. But that sort of, I mean, you know, Sam, Sam Howe, Brian Robinson, Antonio, we sort of, Sam Howe's the guy who I'm curious to see what he does. Yeah. He could, he could be a, I mean, especially if you're playing maybe in one quarterback leagues or whatever, if you're trying to look for last pick of the draft as another quarterback who maybe is a guy who, or like, you know, even in your dynasty thing, like later rounds in the draft, Sam Howe mightn't be the worst pickup as your second or third quarterback, depending on your league that you're playing in. He could have a Daniel Jones type of year last year. Not great passing-wise, but a little bit of movement with his legs to pick up those few extra points for you. Yes, and Byron Pringle just quietly had a very cool catch as well. One catch, 32 yards, reception. Um, but also the run game was kind of cool to watch for Washington as well. Antonio Gibson looked good. Brian Robinson looked good. They both looked good. This thing, the quarterbacks looked good. Like, they looked fine, like like competent. Yeah. The running backs looked competent. The receivers looked competent. It all looks competent. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what that translates to into actual football games pretty soon. Now, um, we didn't need to spend too much time on Denver at Arizona, but I thought... Clayton Tune outside of the interception, which probably wasn't his fault because Rondé Moore fell down. But um, I thought he looked pretty good against this Denver defense, who is very, very good. Um, but also, like I can say that, Colt McCoy, uh, not so good. But David Blau, like, he was fine. Uh, but Clayton Tune, he was the real star of the show here for the Cardinals. Did you catch any of this one? I did watch a little bit. Um, I think... The thing that actually seemed more surprising for me out of anything was actually the number of targets that Cortland Sutton had when he played with the starters. Like he ran 17 routes, sorry, he played 17 snaps, ran 12 routes, had four targets. Jerry Judy had only three targets. I was a bit surprised because, you know, Cortland Sutton sort of not had the the best couple of um, seasons. But I actually think the most surprising out of everything was Adam Troutman. Yes. Adam Troutman is a... uh, he was he, the first team. <laughs> he's the first team. He's been yeah. listed listed as tight end one ahead of Greg Dulcich. Yeah. And he's Sean Payton's guy. Sean Payton drafted him. He traded yeah. for him. So yeah, a lot I'm of people so are saying that. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, oh, Dulcich will take over. I don't know if he will. Yeah. No. <laughs> the fact that Troutman, two catches, 18 yards, and Dulcich was out there just sort of like blocking potentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Troutman have a bit more of a, a role this season just based off of the fact that Sean Payton drafted him when he was in New Orleans. Yeah. Now, we saw a few uh, first-team offences out there this weekend, but gone. But did we see any as fierce as the Denver Broncos and what Sean Payton was trying to, like, look up to? Because <laughs> like, they went out there with a mission, and it was to win. And guess what? They didn't win. So, <laughs> And, and you, Sean Payton, didn't he? Didn't he challenge a spot of a ball in the first quarter of a preseason game or yeah. something? Like it's just, yeah, it was wild, 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 wild to watch. Now uh, we saw India Buffalo as well. We didn't see uh, too many first teamers on Buffalo's side of things outside of James Cook, who just had the four carries for twenty yards and a touchdown. I was uh, sad to not see him in the passing game get any looks, but he didn't have Josh Allen with him. He was receiving uh, catches from Barkley. And Kyle Allen, um, I thought Khalil Shakir looked pretty good in this game. Two catches of 25 yards. But, I mean, for the most part, yeah, Buffalo seemed just more than happy to trot out their second and third string guys outside of James Cook. Yeah, it's it's James Cook. Dalton Kincaid only played six snaps. Dawson Knox was only three. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Dave played six. Yep. But, you know, it's, it's yeah, they're, they're another team. It's really hard to evaluate them because no one really played. Yeah. That's the tough thing about them. We're going to see them this weekend, though, against, uh, real quick, they're playing the Steelers. So we might see, I, I like to sometimes think that the second week of preseason is usually like sort of more dress rehearsal than anything for uh, for regular season. But on the indie side of things, we did see Anthony Richardson. He did throw a interception, which people were saying was bad. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought that uh, I think he did overthrow his receiver, but I thought the receiver was covered and he was sort of running the wrong route. And there was a bit of um, footage of the li- his linemen were sort of like blocking the wrong, wrong people. So he was under pressure. So I didn't read too much into it um, as a bad thing. Now, no, I, yeah, I, I don't think. No, no. I was just going to say, I didn't think it was too much of a bad thing because at the end of the day, Everyone wants Anthony Richardson to get some snaps and some plays under his belt. So I want him to get this stuff out of his, out of his like, no, try and figure out what he can and what he can't do at the next level. So, yeah. 
And he was named starter this week as well, which is cool to see. Um, Evan Hall was sort of the one from the running back room that most people were talking about with the seven carries, 15 yards, two catches, 18 yards. Uh, to be honest, I thought they were all kind of more or less the same in the running back room. I think they're just really <laughs> waiting for Jonathan Taylor to get back. Yeah. And from the actual receiver side of things that played with the starters, the guy who had the most targets was actually Isaiah McKenzie. Yep. Um, Mike, he had a couple of them as well. Yeah, he, he had four targets while he was with the first team offense. Michael Pittman Jr. had three, and Alec Pierce had one. I think Alec Pierce, it might be a guy who, as the season progresses, him and uh, Anthony Richardson will have that chemistry where when yeah. Richardson needs to chuck it down deep, Alec Pierce is his guy. And that's exactly what happened. It was an absolute bomb to Alec Pierce, who just couldn't haul it in because. Mm. Ender from Buffalo, but had he caught that, people would have gone nuts. The internet exactly. would have lost their collective minds. Pretty much. Pretty much. Speaking of losing their collective minds, we'll turn to Tennessee at Chicago, where uh, Justin Fields threw for a com- total of, uh, I think it was three air yards, but he is three of three for 129 and two touchdowns. It was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> oh, gotta love, I, I love Justin Fields. Yeah. I love that team. Uh, I think probably the most surprising thing out of everything was that you know, there was a lot of talk that Deontay Foreman was going to be the starter, right. Roshan Johnson yeah. was going to take over, but yeah. Khalil Herbert took all the first team snaps. So Khalil That's Herbert. It. So he played a really nice game. He did catch that really nice, uh, just sort of like handoff almost. Um, mm. yeah. um, and then Roshan Johnson seemed to be more of a feature piece of anything. Twelve carries for forty-four yards. They did. Uh, they did play a lot of run game early. I think it's just kind of. I don't. I mean, there's no game game script in the preseason, but if there was one, it sort of leaned heavily for them to play the run game because they scored heavily so early. DJ Moore, yeah. fantastic. I think, D- and I know a lot of people are, are shitting on DJ Moore for what he was doing in Carolina, but I think just having that guy who has been the number one option to be there to bump everyone else down, like Darnell Mooney's not really a number one receiver where he had to play the last mm. couple of years. That's why they they pulled off that trade to try and get Chase Claypool in and try and bring him in and be that guy last year. They finally got their wide receiver one. And I think he's just going to do nothing but good things for Justin Fields, just confidence wise as well to know that he's got that guy there for him. On the Tennessee side of things, it has to be said that Malik Willis did look better than Will Levis. Now look, it is Will Levis' first start. And so, you know, take it for what you will. The interception was bad, but it did seem like it was more kind of like game on the line type interception from Will Levis, whereas Malik Cunningham, I think he... Oh, sorry, Malik Cunningham. Uh, Malik Willis, he had the uh, tipped pass for an interception, so not too much to take away from there. Um, Tajay Spears, I thought, looked really good. He, I Obviously, he was the number two behind Derek Henry at this stage, but he looks he looks like a guy who has, who has both ACLs, not has lost one. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think it's just a... I think the more surprising thing was not that Malik Willis looked better than Will Levis, that Malik Willis was the <laughs> was the starter. Like, yeah. you know, he was the backup sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard this week apparently it hasn't been going well for Will Levis further mm. the game as well. So, yeah. So, no, that, that was probably my yeah. surprising thing. So maybe it might be one of those things that you look at a Malik Willis as a late round dart throw or pick up off of waivers. If you know, you start to think that maybe Tannehill picks up an injury or he just starts the season off and he looks pretty terrible and they need to make a change. Right. Maybe Malik Willis is your guy to look for. Yeah. Uh, Let's turn to the jets at Panthers. I didn't think that the scoreline really represented this game too much. I actually thought Bryce Young looked really good out there. Just the four passes for 21 yards. Uh, Matt Corral, man, he looks awful. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't have a great offensive line. Like, so Carolina's a little bit banged up on their offensive line. Austin Corbett, who's their right guard, who played really well for him last year, is coming back from an ACL injury, who's still not back. So then they had to play, um, they had to change some of the guys and change some of their things around. Chandler Zavala, who was one of their draft picks, he didn't play. Yeah. Um, you know, Cam Irving was playing at left tackle. Cam Irving is not really mm. – he's more of a mentor sort of thing for, for Icky sort of. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought Bryce looked pretty composed. Yeah. Uh, looked really good. Jonathan Mingo didn't really have 
much thrown his way, but I think it just showed that he was actually playing more snaps with the starters. Yep. So uh, I think I would have said that Terrace Marsh would have worked his way into that starting wide receiver group, but he's got injured and he looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks with a back injury at the moment. But I think too, I know we everyone does this every year, but LaVisca Chenault is a guy just to keep an eye on. Okay. Um, they've been using him a little bit more out of the backfield and not in the same way when when I say like a Debo type role, not in that same way that Debo was used a couple of years ago that made him so successful, but just lining up in the backfield to try and create some mismatches with LaVisca against a linebacker who's nowhere near as quick. It's trying to get him in some of those matchups to try and get him the ball and create that yards after the catch opportunity. So he's he's probably a guy just to keep an eye out on uh, as the season goes on, especially if Terrace Marshall does miss a little bit more than the first couple of weeks. He's actually be sitting at, he'd be sitting at wide receiver four on that team after DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Mingo, and then it would be Terrace Marshall number four, but LaVisca Chenault will slide into that role if Terrace is out for a few weeks. Fair enough. And then on just on the Jets side of things, I know they did uh, blow them out by quite a lot, but I didn't really think the scoreline was indicative, as I was saying, of anything. You know, like with Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson, they're very much in this offense just designing kind of like very quick dump down uh, passes for them. To There's nothing too deep unless they get a bit excited, but Israel Abanaconda looked really, really good in this game, as did Michael Carter, I thought, in the run game. But for me, there wasn't too much to take away from these receivers, I thought. No, Corey Davis played the most out of all of them. Uh, but other than that, even the... Michael, any catches, though. No, but he he played the most snaps, had the most yeah. routes run. Tied with, actually, McCole Hardman. Those two both had eight yeah, um, right. routes run. So I wouldn't be surprised to see McCole Hardman get a bit more of use this year. But I think, too, the difficult thing is Michael Carter did look and Izzy Abanaconda uh, looked good. But as we discussed in our AFC, there, there's a good chance that <laughs> yeah. neither of these neither of these guys will get much of a run come this year with the signing of Dalvin Cook yeah, and then Brees Hall as the two guys. These, you know, it's going to be a fight who's going to be the third running back, which I think is probably going to have Michael Carter as probably the, um, the guy leading the clubhouse leader out of all of them. Now we turn to Jacksonville, who went to Dallas. Um, they Dallas didn't start any starters, basically. But we did see Juicy Vaughn in the second half. They trotted him out there, and, man, he looked very good. Eight carries for 50 yards and a touchdown, three catches for just a lonely six yards. But um, he's making the team, right? He's making the 53? I, I would think so. Because Malik, so. Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle didn't really do anything to right. stand out. Yeah. So I... I you know, I'd like to see Juice make make the team because he could be that change of pace type of guy to to help out. I just don't um, know if they have two small guys as like. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, my actual biggest takeaway from all of this was that Jake Ferguson was the starting tight end ahead of Peyton Hendershot. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, I think. And no he, yeah, uh, he. I know he's had a, a bit of injuries right. um, in training camp, so I'm not super surprised with that. But Jake Ferguson is a guy no one's really talking about. And I think as a fourth receiver on the team, Jalen Tolbert seems to have taken a bit of a step up this year. So He looks good in camp as well. Uh, just taking a quick look at Jacksonville, we did see the starters. And, I mean, they all did their job very well, scoring some nice touchdowns there. But I thought that... Uh, it was nice to see Travis Etienne in with the actual starters and getting some goal line work, even in spite of what happened last year where he wasn't uh, scoring many touchdowns on high-value touches inside the 5 and the 10. Tank Bigsby looked really good, though. He was playing with the first team. He was also playing with the second team, so we did see a bit of him. Nine carries for 52 yards. Um, and then the receivers, I think they all did their job just absolutely fine. After that, uh, Calvin Ridley looked really good to see him out there again. Christian Kirk was playing absolutely fine. Yeah, I think the only thing might just be keen to, if you're going to be watching Jacksonville this year, is with the starters, Tank Bigsby had one snap with the starters, and that was it. And Jermichael Hasty actually had two. So it'll just be interesting. Just yeah. keep an eye on the how that's going to play out behind um, Travis Etienne, whether Jermichael Hasty is going to keep that RB2 role, or if by the end of preseason, Tank Bigsby will be the guy who takes over yeah. and is splits the carries with, or, you know, splits the work with ETN. For sure. Now I was uh, watching the Philadelphia at Baltimore game quite closely just because I had a couple of bets placed in this game. 
Neither the coach wanted it to end. They kept calling timeouts right at the end of the game, even the game, even though the game was nearly over. Uh, I thought Tyler Huntley looked very, very good. He might have tweaked his hamstring. I haven't followed up on that actually. Justice Hill looked very good. Gus Edwards looked very good. Even Melvin Gordon looked all right in this game. Mm. I'm not too concerned about the running backs at this stage. I think that they've Justice Hill here three carries for 48 yards, but I think they had him mostly there on passing down work. He just happened to take carries. Uh, and then the receivers, there was some nasty uh, fumbles from uh, James Prochet. But outside of that, I thought they were all fine. Yeah, I think the, the only person who actually needs, there's not much in the way of tight end handcuffs that you can actually have this year. But if you're actually right. looking for a tight end handcuff, Isaiah likely will step in and take if if Mark Mark Andrews happens to miss any time, Isaiah likely we saw last year will step in and pretty much replicate that type of role of what Mark Andrews had in yeah. terms of usage, whether he he um it translates and he has the same sort of outcome. But yeah, Isaiah likely to me, it just sort of shows that yeah, you know, they even though they've brought in the couple of receivers and everything from this year. Yeah. Isaiah Likely is a guy who I would be looking at to put on my team, especially just like late late draft pick, pick him up off of waivers. He's not he's not yeah, really I like a well. You're saying these things because not only is he uh, on my team, he's actually my starting tight end at this stage. Hence why I drafted Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. <laughs> he did it, but yeah, he's been very good. He did get injured in this game, I will say, and he's been missing training camp this week. Um, but yeah, if he comes back through, I think he's a, he's a great player. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing, like, yeah, as, as these go, you know, you sort of, um, this was, this was a game I didn't see a huge uh, amount of, but it was just more so like, if I'm looking at the, some of the, the things for that going forward, provided it's obviously not a long, like a long-term injury, but Isaiah likely is one of the few guys that is a backup who, you know that as soon as he gets into that starting lineup, if he gets there, he's going to actually have a chance to produce. So Yeah. No, I love him. Uh, on the Eagles side of things, it was actually very interesting. They were keen to trot out their starting running back. So we saw DeAndre Swift for a fair bit, two carries, 24 yards. He looked explosive. He looked very good. Uh, Rashad Penny as well. We saw, we saw Rashad Penny play into the second quarter, which concerned some people. It didn't concern me, though, I'm going to say, because I felt like, the Eagles were taking a look at Rashad Penny and saying, like, you're a guy who hasn't played too much football in the last couple of years. We want to see what you can do. Nine carries for 34 yards. It was nice to see. Um, Marcus Mariota looked okay. Tanner McKee actually looked very good. Ten, pa- ten uh, passes for 148 yards was not too bad. And Trey Sermon was sort of like the feature back through the uh, second and third team uh, as well in the running back. And then uh, we didn't actually see too much... I think from the receivers as well as Tyree Cleveland was the main guy who he actually had some bad drops that resulted in, I think, I think one resulted in turnover as well from memory. Yeah. I, like I said, I didn't see too much of this. I didn't think anyone needed to panic with Rashad Penny and DeAndre yeah. Swift actually playing it. And they've, the Eagles have even come out since and sort of said like, this is going to change throughout the preseason. Yes. Yeah, just because, okay. just because Kenneth Gainwell didn't play doesn't mean he's actually the starter. It's just more yeah. so like, we want to get these guys the ball and give them a bit of a run to see what they've got, get them back used to being live game action and being hit sort of thing, especially with Rashad Penny. So yeah, yeah I, I think that that backfield is still completely muddied. And I think you'll actually see throughout the season, everyone gets a go. Yeah, I'm glad you said that as well, because I also saw, yeah, they were saying, Rashad Penny, like, we probably won't see him as much this week. We'll see the other guys. So we'll see if that translates. Um, Now, the last couple of games, as I was saying, I didn't see too much of them. Um, Chargers at Rams, I didn't really want to watch because both coaches don't like to play any of their starters or any of their backups, really. So it was Stetson Bennett versus Easton Stick and Max Duggan. Wasn't too interesting. Puka Nakua. Looked good, and Stetson Bennett was looking his way. I mean, who am I kidding? I did watch this game, but <laughs> he did look his way a few times, and the touchdown was nice. Um, Lance McCut- McCutcheon from uh, last preseason as well. He's back again. Um, yeah, outside of that, I didn't see anything on the Ram side of things that really caught my no. eye outside of Puka Nakua. No, it's, it's Puka. That's about it, really. Um Royce, like Royce Freeman and Ronnie Rivers were there too, two backs yeah. who got a little bit of work with the first team. And even yeah. on the Chargers side, side of things, like there's just, there's nothing here to take away. Like I'm looking at the running backs. No, uh, the only, the only okay. thing I I picked was that 
Joshua Kelly actually played 11 snaps with the starters and Isaiah Spiller only played five. So yeah, it it seems like at that, at this stage, if you're looking for a backup running back on the charges for, to sit behind, like, you know, behind Austin Eckler, it looks like it's going to be Joshua Kelly. Yeah. Actually having said that, you know, I did pick up the other day was Darius Davis, who I think he had two punt return or special teams touchdowns, or maybe it was just the one, but he, he played a really, really solid game for the charges. So I was kind of interested in him. Uh, Elijah Dotson had the two touchdowns, but I'm not really looking his way at all. No. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Kansas City and the Saints, who, the, wow, the Saints looked good, man. Derek Carr looked very polished in his uh, opening, and even James Winston looked pretty good as well. So I'm I'm happy with what I'm seeing there as well. Jake Hayner as well looked really, really good. Alvin Kamara looked really, really good. Uh, Kendry Miller unfortunately got injured, and even when he wasn't injured, he wasn't looking all that impressive. A.T. Perry. I feel like we need to stop and pause and talk about A.T. Perry because he looked fantastic. Six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. And one of them, the touchdown was an absolute bomb. I love yeah, it. He, he he actually was a guy who I really liked in the draft. I was, And I think yep. with the fact that you've got Michael Thomas, who th- this is just a crazy stat, that since 2020, Todd Gurley has played more games in the NFL than no. what Michael Thomas has. Yeah. <laughs> so since since 2020, Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Thomas has played less games than Todd Gurley. So I think that that was like a really good pick by the Saints for that. You know, yeah, that, that Michael Thomas insurance to to go with Chris Alave. My guy who actually stood out, who I really liked the look of, and I liked in the last couple of years was Juwan Johnson. Yeah, I was just gonna say he was yeah. he was also another standout. He, I mean, he's got he's got that he is that big athletic tight end who, you know, we've seen Derek Carr with um, Darren Waller. So you know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Juwan Johnson get a bit of like get peppered throughout this year with Derek Carr. No, that's a great shout out. Jimmy Graham had a catch as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Still going, still going. <laughs> On the Chiefs side of things, we saw Mahomes. He looks cool. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair looked pretty good out there as well. I know that um, Isaiah Pacheco was injured, so he didn't play this game. But Clyde did a good job. Richie, yeah, this- though, he looked fantastic. I think the thing is, if... If Pacheco does miss time, it's Jarek McKinnon and it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire and it's Deneric Prince. Like I think, when you look at it, it's with the starters. They like Clyde Edwards-Alaire played six snaps with the starters, and they yeah. only played six snaps. So he was yeah. the guy who, you know, so he he was injured last year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him have maybe a bit more of a role, especially if Pacheco does spend a bit a bit more time on the sidelines to start the season. And Justin Ross caught a sweet uh, touchdown slant as well. Rasheed Rice, three catches for 30 yards. So, yeah, that uh, receiver room is looking good, but it's also looking wide open. Um, Let's get to the last game. Trey Lance, not too much to say on it. I did what I did watch was the uh, pass, the uh, passing touchdown that he threw. The passing interception touchdown. (laughs) Quote unquote, that should not have been a touchdown at all. Man, that would have really changed things. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really hard. I, I don't like people the way that they've been coming after Trey Lance because mm. he's Same. he had the he's, he's had the first year where he sat behind Jimmy G. He's yeah. had the fact that they've uh, traded all this draft capital to go up and get him. Yeah, it's then he's he played one game in a monsoon last year and then broke his ankle in the second game and now all of a sudden he's a bust. I I don't. Look, coming out of college, I wasn't the biggest fan of Trey Lance, I must admit, uh, especially too that there was a stat floating around, and I mentioned this on our show that with Hutch, but last year Tom Brady threw more passes last year than what Trey Lance has thrown in high school, college, and the NFL combined. Yeah, he's raw. So he's very raw. Uh, that I don't think he should have actually – I don't think the San Francisco 49ers were necessarily the best team for him to be drafted by – to yeah. have that chance to progress. Like he, he seems like a guy who may be on the bears. Like if the bears had drafted him that year, seems like the type yeah. of team where they, they're going to give him that time to make, they weren't, the bears weren't competing for a super bowl that might've given him the chance to try and, um, you know, do, do that, you know, progress along and see what he got. But yeah, th- there's not too much really from the 49s because no one really played. 
who's no, that's the thing. But hey, their, their starting quarterback did look good. Uh, Sam Darnold, five passes for eighty-four yards. So <laughs> no, look, I, if I take my Seahawks hat off, I, I don't like what everyone says about Trey Lance as well. But if I put my Seahawks cap back on, then yeah, I hate the 49ers. So <laughs> it's all good. Did you, did yeah, you see didn't... anyone from the Raiders side who really stood out? Yeah, Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make mention him too. Yeah. 15 uh, attempts, or sorry, 18 attempts, 15 passes, 141 yards, and a touchdown. He looked very, he looked polished, man, in, in this game. Put Samir White as well, 13 carries, mm. 43 yards, and a touchdown. Now, not a lot of gain there um, of the uh, YPC, but touchdown looked good. Amir Abdul is still looking absolutely fine. I don't think you need to look his way, though. Kill and Cole, same, same sort of deal there. Uh, yeah, that was the Raiders. I mean, like they they light it up in preseason. What can you, what more can you say? Yeah, it's you've pretty much hit on hit on the guys there that that I was thinking too. Um, I just think when you you know if I guess if if Josh Jacobs doesn't if Josh Jacobs doesn't show back yeah. up, like it's clearly Zamir White, it's Amir Abdullah. Um, you know, it's it's. It's Damian Williams, who they uh, brought in this the yeah. last week on. But it, it'll just be, I, I think Aiden O'Connell, it seemed like, showed enough that if Jimmy G is injured or they decide to make a change during the year, I'm not saying he's going to be outstanding, but he looked like he showed enough that he was he could be a competent player in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. No, and I'm excited for preseason week two where we get to learn just a little bit more, but not too much more. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for everyone for listening and sticking around. This has been a lot of content over the last uh, couple of days. Glad you're with us. You can follow me on Twitter at John Lloyd Roberts. You can follow Brad on Twitter at BradBolt1. And don't forget to, oh, there goes my cam. That's how long we've been going for. <laughs> don't t- Lights out. Yeah, it's like that. Don't forget to follow uh, NFL Lab Network as well. And like and subscribe if you've stuck around. We'll catch you next week, preseason week two. Bradley. Happy birthday, mate. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. (laughs)